3: On the Broncos, is very passionate plea about mm-hmm. that. He took a lot of incoming on that. Looking pretty, pretty good. Yeah, looking not bad right now. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pritchard joins us, of course. Uh, former NFL wide receiver, VEASAN's own Mike Pritchard to talk NFL. Aaron Schatz, ladies and gentlemen. I'm bearing a headline. Aaron Schatz, the uh, founder of the pioneering football analytics site, Football Outsiders, will join us for a quarterly update. We always do that with Aaron. And our own William Hilliam, Will Hill talk baseball and football with us as well. And a little basketball, maybe? I don't know. We'll see what he's got in mind. Oh, he, see if we have it. enough time. He's all, <laughs> Maybe bed, bath, and beyond a little later. <laughs> don't know. By the way, uh, RIP, let's pour out a 40 for Angela Lansbury. Let's say that up front. Passing away at the age of 96. Remember, after a numbers game, except on the West Coast. 60 minutes followed by murder. She wrote. What do you know about murder, she wrote, Kelly? Great show. You should watch it.
0: I don't know. I I, I mean, it's one one of those shows. I I don't know if I, I think I've seen bits and pieces of about 92 episodes over (laughs) my lifetime, but I don't think I ever sat down and watched an entire episode. Could that woman
3: solve a crime? All right. Listen here. uh, We'll also do uh, on the show today. We will talk uh, other things, including baseball exactas. how about baseball yesterday, Uh, division series game ones all across the board and three out of the four favorites get home the one that didn't the Atlanta Braves Philadelphia Phillies hold on to a 7 to 6 win and now the adjusted series price in the best of 5 series between the Braves and the Phillies and that's with a Kyle Wright Matchup against Zach Wheeler today, where the Braves are minus 140 favorites, but the adjusted series price, the Braves now at plus 130. The Phillies, the favorite, makes sense in a best of five up one to nothing. They're minus 150. So the Phillies are a favorite here now with the adjusted price. The other three, the favorites got home, the most dramatic of which was the Houston Astros. Did you see this yesterday, man? Saw Yordan. Yordan Alvarez with a walk off three run shot where Mariners manager Scott Service. Decided to put in Robbie Ray. Basically, was like, "All right, let's let's kill my closer's confidence and my game three starter's confidence in one fell swoop." As it turned out,
0: so what was that? What was that game seven to seven to three? That's what. Yeah, that's what it, it was. was right? It was yeah, seven the, go to three into the eighth. Yeah,
3: eight seven final, and the Astros get it done. So so all series prices and the others uh, obviously get even longer, and the uh, the big bang for your bucks on the long shot get even bigger for your bu- bigger for your bang I should say and so you know do you want to jump in if you have conviction on the Padres against the Dodgers Dodgers held on for a 5 to 3 win last night if you have conviction on the Padres if you have conviction on the Mariners if you have conviction on the Guardians who lost 4 to 1 Garrett Cole looking good yesterday for the Yankees do you have so much that you would take them now down a game
0: yeah no I'm I not mean- sure I will uh, I mean, the Braves would be the only one I would consider yep. just because yourself and I think some other, you know, That's other respected MLB people that, that we've talked to and I've spoken to are high on that team. That might be the one that I would look at – Um I don't know. I was thinking about that yesterday. I haven't fired on anything, but I was looking at that one yesterday.
3: Yeah, that's that would be the one that again. I I have Braves futures for the World Series, so I'm not sure I'm doing anything in yeah, that series. Yeah, I mean
0: you're covered there. Um, the only tickets I got is the Dodge, uh, is the Dodgers to win the NL in the World Series. So that's kind of you know it's I'm Dodgers guided that out. Right got now. dicey
3: for the Dodgers yesterday at one point. They were running away with it, and then it got dicey. So here's again the schedules: the two National League series have their game 2s today. The two American League series, Yankees Guardians, Mariners Astros, they have their game 2s tomorrow. And then you have a quadruple header on on Friday, game 3s in the American game, excuse me, game yeah, game 3s for everybody. Um wait, do I have that right? No. It goes back to the National League for two games on Friday. Pardon me, two game 3s in the National League on Friday. And then Saturday you have if necessary game 4s in the american league and the game 3s of the ne- of the excuse me game 4s in the national game 3s in the american and it's back to back to back days so if it gets to a game 5 what i'm getting at here is you have travel and a change of is travel and an immediate turnaround for a game 5 a decider come Sunday and or Monday depending on what league you're in. So it's a really crunched up schedule. I know I sort of botched that. But it's National League today, American League tomorrow, National League again on Friday, potentially four games on Saturday. And then you have whatever extends beyond that. But but it's every single day. It Does is it, a little wacky. It's, so, it's, so you've got By the way, it happens in the championship series too. The same thing's going to happen.
0: I was wondering about that yesterday yeah. looking at today's schedule like how is there only two games today? Yeah. It, it is re- weird. you. So you're going to hit the weekend and it's when they have mayhem. travel dates, they're still going to play back-to-back games. But when they're sitting in the same location today, they're not playing.
3: That's exactly what I'm getting at. Well said. That's exactly what I'm getting at. It at. It is a really different type of schedule. I feel year. like
0: every time, I feel like since I've joined this show, Gil, like why Why are we just have scheduling disasters? I feel like that's all we talk about on this show. <laughs> like memo, WNBA, what are you doing? Stop playing to, games on a Sunday.
3: Memo to the WNBA. <laughs> WNBA still still searching for other sports they can run up against. Uh, okay, and then there's Survivor. I haven't talked about Survivor yet, really, this week. Brief mention about it on guessing lines. I got two entries left here, Kelly. Seven hundred and eighteen entries out of six thousand one hundred and thirty-three. That's eleven point seven percent left. Dang! After five weeks,
0: I'm out. Thanks, Jags. <laughs>
3: you're not the only one man
0: oh yeah, there's like that was a lot of people last week
3: a lot of people seven eighteen and it could have been worse, right if the Packers had lost to the Patriots a couple weeks ago, my goodness then there's a couple close calls this past week talking about you Vikings, for instance so and this is the hallmark of this year is you feel like once you use a team, you almost feel relief like As in, thank God I don't have to use the Vikings again. Oh, my God, thank God I don't have to use the Packers again. There's a bunch of that this year. Because who can you really trust? My God, and I've said it before, that I, you know, during the offseason, I talk about survivor strategy and how I think it's a misnamed game and people play too much to survive rather than try to win. Well, that's all great. What's what's the uh, Mike Tyson thing? Everybody's got a plan until they take a punch. Well, this season has been a punch. The way that you can't trust anybody. So, you do, I think, have to sort of amend that strategy. And you got to be super conservative. So, here are, let's just go through candidates for this week, Kelly. And we'll talk about all the biggest favorites on the board. And there's a bunch of them, a bunch of big favorites. All right, San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers are a are big favorite here on the road. And we'll talk about big favorite when we talk about like anything, anything five and a half or greater is what we're talking about uh, for this week. But the Niners on the road against the Falcons, about five and a half point favorites. If you don't use the Niners here, you won't use them again till after Thanksgiving, most likely, based on their schedule. They're a candidate. Do I want to use them on the road against the Falcons, a team that is just scary enough that it gives you pause? It's a possibility. 5-0 ATS. I'm
0: not, I'm
3: not racing to play the Niners here, even though I love the Niners.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would be weary of that one as well.
3: Green Bay. I've used them already, so I can't, and thank God for that. But if you have Green Bay available, it's probably your last home. <clears throat> pardon me, your last home game opportunity until the last game of the season.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty torn on this game too. They if host it, the Jets. If I, I already used it, but if I was still alive, I think I would stay away if I could. But I hear, I hear you. You don't have many great opportunities. I, I, I have that. I have that feeling about the Packers. Of okay, we saw kind of all their problems come to a head last week in London, and is this going to start going further south? Or is, or is this the obvious Aaron Rodgers bounce-back spot against an easy opponent? Oh. And I have no idea.
3: The quick turnaround from London. Yep. Seven-point favorites at home against the Jets. All right, how about the Baltimore Ravens? Think about the Ravens. By the way, the Ravens are on the road against the Giants, who are 4-1. and one, And you're like, wow, you're on the road against a 4-1 and one team. Yeah, it's the Giants. Sorry, Giants fans. Um, you have a lot more home game opportunities coming for the Ravens. They're home against Carolina. They're home against Atlanta. They're home against Denver. They're home against Pittsburgh. Do you really use them here? Every one of these has a downside.
0: Yeah, I'd probably avoid.
3: All right, how about Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I am much further down on than the market suggests, as we see every guessing lines. They're at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who still don't have T.J. Watt. And maybe you want to fade Steelers games, as long as that's the case. But the Buccaneers are big favorites, eight-and-a-half-point favorites, at the Steelers. But again, here's the thing with the Buccaneers. You still got both Carolina games coming right. up.
0: Right. You use them here? I mean, they, like, look, if it's one of those, if someone wanted to use them here, I would have no problem, no problem with that. With I have them tied into teasers already. Yeah. Like this is I, I mean, this Steelers team, I think, is in a really tough position right now. Lack of talent. Uh, the Bucs are still good enough, especially that defense, I think, to roll in there, uh, roll into Pittsburgh and, and, and blow these guys out. They would definitely be a candidate, but I think you have to think that way, right? I mean, you um, got to consider what your just, remaining schedule. Yeah, was. I'm
3: just trying to point out what the what the downsides. not know the downsides, but the other considerations are okay. How about the Rams? The Rams, yes. There are bonus considerations for those who are still thinking to themselves, "Well, why why win six million when I can win seven million and hold the Rams there?" By the way, somebody on the Twitter had a great comment. I apologize for not. Uh, giving the source on this because I, I forgot who it was, but they said, you know what the bonus should have been? That you use the Rams and the Bengals. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, a great comment. Uh, so the Rams, you need them on Christmas also maybe, if we get that far. There's a Christmas consideration. They're home against the Broncos. So do you play the Rams, the biggest single favorite on the board this week, 10.5-point favorites against the Panthers. And then finally Monday night, my God, the Chargers. You want to live through that? They're home against Seattle next week, so do you play them home against the Broncos or home against Seattle next week? Just things to consider for all these options. Nothing is easy in Survivor. Nothing. Will Hill on the other side. For some baseball and football next, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: He scored. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds...
1: It was shocking.
2: I have to know. What were they thinking?
4: The numbers game on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gamble, problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here. Uh, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, by the way, update on him. He will return to the practice field today, returning to the practice field today on a limited basis. That is uh, per Ian Rappaport and Tom Pellicero as he progresses through the concussion protocol. Even if it is cleared, he is unlikely to play this week. That would not feel right if yeah. Tua would play this Soon after,
0: yeah, I and I don't have any updates on Bridgewater, so I think that's that's the big unknown. You know, I, it kind of feels like Gil. You would have said, you know, a month ago or less than that, three weeks ago, that Bridgewater took that hit last week. You'd maybe expect him back this this week, but I have no idea. And especially with it being the Miami Dolphins.
3: Three weeks ago, he wouldn't have come out of the game. Right. I mean, he would be. Probably so, ready to go, right? I don't
0: now. know what to say. I already have a small bet in on the Vikings, just as a pro, uh, just as a placeholder, because if that, I mean, if those guys both end up going and ends up being Skylar Thompson, mm-hmm. that line's going to rock it up.
3: And the other thing in basketball here, and uh, Will Hill standing by, Warriors forward Draymond Green. Did you see this? He'll rejoin the team uh, tomorrow. That, according to uh, head coach Steve Kerr. He said after a Golden State's preseason win over the Portland Trailblazers last night, Green had uh, has been away from the team since an altercation with teammate Jordan Poole last Wednesday. I don't know if it's really an altercation so much as Draymond throwing a, a sucker punch. <laughs> he got uh, knocked out. But here's the deal. He got fined but not suspended. Yeah, though so. it was considerable. Thank you for considering it, Warriors. For God's sakes. Are you
0: surprised by that? I'm it, shocked by that. A little bit. Um... It sounds like there was a lot of meetings that were held and Steph Curry was a part of it and you know, Well, and,
3: and Draymond did the whole we will suspend ourselves a college right, football yeah, thing. Yeah. We'll discipline our own team. So he he left on his own volition.
0: I the, the Warriors are kind of unbelievable to me with it. It feels it still feels like the biggest thing that they're taking away from this is how the heck did that video get out? Right, and that's all they care about. That's all they care about, right? And it's like, look, I of course they should care about that. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but it's that's like, right. hey, I'm like one of your employees did just knock another employee to the ground with a punch.
3: Yeah, they are. Uh, they are not pitch perfect on this, to say the least.
0: The other, I mean, it's that and the Devonte Adams thing, like. Everybody's like, well, he apologized after he hit the game. Like, he still hit a guy who was working a game. <laughs> and, like, the way that Devontae Adams described it, it's like, well, he came out of nowhere and <laughs> jumped right in front of me. It's like, that, no, kind of not really, Devontae. If you yeah. look at the video, not really.
3: Shoved him right out of the way. And we talked about this with Draymond. One last just thought on Draymond. Draymond Green is such an anomaly. He's such a unique figure on the court, certainly off the court as well, clearly. But I'm just talking about on the court. He is as valuable as it gets to the Golden State Warriors. They do not win a championship without him. But at the same time, Draymond Green is probably not that valuable at all. Not to say at all, but like not nearly as valuable to any other team. No. It's just this unique thing where he is the engine that drives that franchise. Obviously, I know that he's he's the glue. Let's put it that way. You can't really you can't really put your finger on the, the alchemy of basketball and why he's so great on this team. Obviously, Clay and Steph have something to do with it, right? But if you put him on another team, I'm not I'm just a guy. To yeah, make.
0: I don't I don't really think there's another team he could play for. I mean, it would have to be something. Yeah, no, a situation where, uh, you know, I like the Lakers come to mind, right? Where it's like a point forward where they could actually no. u- utilize someone like that.
3: Stephen A. seems to believe, just between you and me.
0: He that's, wants that's to be happening. a Laker.
3: Yeah, wants I don't, to be a but Laker. but I'm with
0: you. It's like he's so. but Don Medvedenko. No, I'm stopping. Like okay. he's so Warriors. Centric. Yeah. Like I don't think he's not going anywhere. I, I don't think it's happening. Will
3: Hill joins us, ladies and gentlemen. We always love Will Hill to talk uh, all kinds of sports. He's betting everything. William Hilliam uh, at not the Will Hill. How you doing, Will? What's happening?
5: Gil, what's going on? You're uh, you're 100 right about Draymond. We saw it those years that. Uh, Steph and Clay were hurt. I mean, that was like a nine or 10 win team. So, you know, you put him on the Pistons. Uh, it, it doesn't have the same effect as him, you know, being around the two best shooters of all time, pretty much.
3: Have you made any basketball bets?
5: Oh, sure, sure. I got <laughs> in on, uh, under some of the bad teams Utah, San Antonio, because of the Webayama thing. I just bet the Hornets. Now, if you can. If you have credit, uh, a site where you know you can operate on credit, the Hornets to miss the playoffs at like minus two hundred and fifty. I know it's juicy, but Lamelo Ball was hurt; he's going to miss the start of the season. I could see a scenario where they're like four and ten. They say, "You know what? Do we really need to rush him back? Maybe we'll." Uh- Maybe we'll go down instead of up. So I think a lot of these bad teams. I really think it's going to be a dramatic race to the bottom. Oh, what a
3: tank I, it's going to be! Yeah,
5: I think it'll actually it might actually affect the rules at some point where it's like, all right, what are we doing? This league has become a farce where we have you know a third of the teams trying to lose games. It's ridiculous, and they're doing the right thing. Well, you know,
3: I mean, this is the NBA history, right? I mean, they had to ch- they've had to change rules to, to counter tanking multiple times now in the history of the NBA, the most recent being the ping pong balls, right? Going from 25% to the one worst team to now 14% of the ping pong balls to the three worst. That was like one recent counter. But this goes back to like the early eighties when it was tanking for Elijah Juan. like they had, this has always plagued the NBA. And now you have Victor Wynn who is the unicorn of all unicorns and who could blame any of these teams. So what are, what are the three unders you have? Say them again because you said them real fast.
5: Spurs, Utah, the Pacers. Uh, I added the Hornets under. I added Hornets to miss the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I added Denver over. I think we talked about Denver over last week. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll add a few more. I actually like Orlando Magic. I don't know. Kelly's the resident NBA expert. I think Orlando is one of these teams. There's some pressure on that front office to win. I think their number's 28 and a half. I think with, with Wagner and Boncaro, that's actually uh, a decent team.
0: So, I, I I yes, I think there's some talent there, Will. But there, there's like all these teams that are – on the low end of the win totals or whatever, I'm kind of approaching like you. It's either bet bet under or it's a pass for me because I'm too scared if they get in the situation where they should tank that they tank, right? And that's the, what I'm really interested in seeing is, who's the one dumbass team this year, right, that that should be tanking that ends up doing way better than they should, oh, like the Blazers last year? 100%. You know, it's like, why that. are you playing so well? Like, it's better for you to lose.
3: And, Will, I just want you to know this. Kelly and I both went down and scouted uh, Victor Wimbayama down yes. here. At, and, and let me tell you, our, our really deep-seated basketball scouting, uh, he should be the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, he's got a my mother could tell he she should be the number one pick in the draft. That's how good this and, guy
5: is. And apparently Henderson it gets lost, but he would be like the he's best player, two. best prospect in a decade, according to some people, too. And I guess it goes like three or four deep. I, I don't know the couple kids behind him. It's too bad. None of these guys are playing college, right? Women. obviously not. And Henderson's not. None of these guys are playing college. That's that's too bad.
3: You don't need to play college. Guess you don't play college. That's how it works yes. now. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's talk football week six in the national football league. What have you bet so far? What are you thinking about betting?
5: I actually bet Miami. I think Bridgewater is going to play from everything I've read. He he was good to go back in. They were just being extra cautious. He cleared concussion protocol. It was more of a rib injury. So uh, at plus three, look, I, I know Minnesota's four and one. I've watched a lot of Minnesota. They are not very good. They cannot defend the forward pass. They can't stop the run. I think if if Bridgewater plays, this line's going to be about a pick so I'm surprised it's three. I think if Skyler plays, maybe it ticks up a little bit, but uh, Minnesota's not that much better than anybody, and Waddle and Hill are going to be wide open against them, so I did bet Miami plus three. I bet the Rams at plus money to miss the playoffs, and maybe I should have waited because they played Carolina this week and I can get like a plus 150 next week. Um, as an acquaintance of the show pointing out, hey, if you're going to bet that, maybe wait a week. But to me, just uh, directionally, they're two and three. They still have road games at Green Bay, at Tampa Bay, at Kansas City, at the Chargers. They play the 49ers, who own them. They can't block. They can't protect. They can't run the ball. They only have Cooper Cup. To me, this is not in any way a playoff team. And you know, the Giants and Cowboys look like they can get two wild cards, probably two you know playoff teams out of the NFC North. It's going to be hard for the Rams to get in.
3: Think about harkening back to Minnesota. Think about Minnesota. The only difference between Minnesota this year and Minnesota last year is the result. Right? Yes. Every one of those games is exactly how they were last year. Okay. Down to the wire. Doesn't mean if they're up. Doesn't mean they're down. Goes down the wire, and it's just the plinko at the end that has gone their way thus far. And that's kind of all you need in this league. So perfect
5: f- word for it. Yep. Yeah. And, and we're into week six. They played one road game. It was at Philly, and they got destroyed because their other road game was a neutral game in London against the Saints. So they've really gotten fortunate here with – like you said, 50-50 results, and it's just a very favorable schedule. And you look at the rest of their schedule, their schedule is so easy. It's amazing you know, just how many mediocre teams there are in the league this year.
3: Oh, just the entire thing. Pete Rozelle's dream of parody yes. coming true in steroids. Anything else? though? So you're you on Miami. Rams to miss the playoffs. Anything else, NFL?
5: That is it so far. Are we going to talk about the Phillies? The, yes, the, the oh, Mariners? we Robbie are. Ray?
3: I was going to try to time it so we could do it after the break. But let's just talk about – let's talk about – First, the Dodgers and the Padres. Let's do an easy one quickly here for 30 seconds. Any notion for you? Because the Padres gave it a run yesterday. Padres still a very good baseball team. Would you take them at the adjust, adjusted series price north of
5: $3? I would look at, like, exact games. To me, that feels like Dodgers and four. I, I feel like the Padres get one, but I don't think they get any more than that
3: nothing more than that. Okay. We will come back Will Hill. We'll talk about these uh, other games yesterday and moving forward what Betsy has today. And specifically that move once again by Scott Service yesterday, uh putting in Robbie Ray to face Jordan Alvarez, who has who has great reverse splits. Do managers know about reverse splits? My god. And Jordan just parks it. Deposits it in the right field bleachers. We'll come back more with Will Hill on baseball on the other side and teaser time. With Kelly and me next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Game on VCN, the Sports Betting
3: Network. Basketball season's ready to tip off, and now's the time to grab your VCN Pro basketball betting guide with season prep on all thirty teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel. JVT provides strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA betters. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VCN NBA betting guide by becoming a VCN Pro subscriber today at VCN.com/slash subscribe. We get tweets. At Beating the Book, always appreciate the uh, feedback. Tony D. at Irvin8833. Uh, the Scott Service de- uh, decision. Struggling pitcher. Talk about Robbie Ray here. Two days rest. He's a starting pitcher facing one of the best, most powerful hitters in the league in Yordan. Yordan hits over 300 against left-handed pitchers. What am I missing? Worst call ever. I don't know if it's the worst call ever, but it, uh, it's not a good one. That's for sure. Uh, Ole Hank has two things to say. One, guessing lines with Kelly Bidlin, A+. Kelly, another shout out for college football guessing lines.
0: Appreciate all the love. We got a lot of comments on that yesterday.
3: And he said uh, Max Duggan to win the Heisman now fifty to one at offshore books. So cut in half from what I got it at.
0: TCU quarterback.
3: <laughs> there you go. It's the kind of insight you get on this here program from Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Midzi, I have the Bengals, Niners, or Rams. I'm debating on my Survivor with those with those teams right there. Um McNeely trip, Jessica. P- <laughs> we have a murder. She wrote tweet. Everybody, Jessica Fletcher was the arbiter of death. Wherever she appeared, death would soon follow. It's very true. Jessica Fletcher would go to some town in America and there was always some shenanigans going down, but she solved them, Kelly. Oh, she well, that's did it. the important part. She right? did it in 60 minutes with <laughs> commercials. Uh, let's see. Chris Heath, you're going to treat minus five and a half on the road. The same as minus five and a half at home. No, Chris, I'm not. I'm just talking about survivor and what people might be considering. Uh, Jack Edwards do they still make 40 ounces I can't tell you when the last time I saw, oh what did I say pour out of 40 for Angela oh, I know there's, there's, there know. are
0: states that got away from that
3: Jack I'm not familiar with the trajectory of the 40 ounce in this country um, <laughs> I know they don't stopped sell for them me. in
0: Florida I know they don't sell them in Florida stop
3: for me with DRS's Gangstaline about 20-25 years ago I apologize uh, Stringfellow Hawk how many survivor plays did you start with don't recall hearing the game show Loser Sound during Guessing the Lines oh that's a good point I started with five. I have two left. Usually we wait for the game show loser when I crap out entirely, but we should probably have done it with every one of them. Tennessee, the first uh, two, two entries the first week of the season with Tennessee and one on Jacksonville this past week. Uh, Mark Gupta, love the Survivor talk. Please dedicate an entire show, okay, maybe half a show, to Survivor strategy. Like, do you double up with the same team or not? How about the teams with six left that take the same team every week? Mark I'm with you, man. Nothing is more pleasurable than talking about Survivor. Vegas regular. Uh, and Gil, Draymond, got suspended a game by Golden State for a verbal confrontation with KD in 2018, but nothing for flattening a teammate a week ago. nine. We appreciate all the feedback. Will Hill continues with us, kind enough to join us for a second segment. All right, so what did you bet today? We'll get to the Scott Service thing here in a minute. What did you, you bet so far today? Anything?
5: I bet the Phillies first five. You know, it's funny when the Braves lost Game One. I hadn't seen the pitching matchup for Game Two, and I just sort of assumed, all right, Atlanta's probably not in any trouble. They'll win Game Two, and you know we see this in basketball in the NBA. A team loses Game One at home, they always, almost always, come back, win Game Two convincingly, even the series. You know, you can win in basketball with effort, intensity. You get a few calls. It doesn't really work like that in baseball. So. Uh, it's more about the pitching matchup. And once I saw the pitching matchup, I said, oh, Atlanta might be in trouble here because Wheeler against Kyle Wright, uh, I'm surprised it's not Morton or Strider. I guess they want Morton on the road instead. Uh, I I give Philly an advantage here. And and Wheeler's really tough on right-handed hitters. You know, he's only allowed, I think, 12 home runs in 160 innings. He doesn't walk anybody. Uh, And Wright's a, a guy that, you know, he's had a lot of talent. He, he sort of put it all together this year. I think he led the league in wins, and some of the books didn't even offer him for that market. He ends up leading the league in wins, but he's never really been in this situation before. He's, he wasn't really a factor in their postseason run last year. This is a pressure packed game for him. I think affiliate plus money with the better pitcher here is a good bet. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny. Sometimes in all these sports, these wild card teams, these playing teams in the NCAA tournament, they come in, they got a game under their belt, a couple games under the belt. They got nothing to lose. They just come in fast and loose and play well. And I think Philly's got a little karma right now. And boy, wouldn't it be ironic after this whole summer of Mets and Braves trading haymakers going back and forth if oh. neither of them get to the NLCS and it's the <laughs> oh, Phillies, God. the third place team that's dancing into the final four. I mean, it's just, it would be, uh, it'd be so ironic.
3: How about I by, by the way, the gut punches to Mets fans just never stop. So yesterday, both the Braves and the Padres lose. They're like, oh, of course, sure. Couldn't even beat those the, two.
5: And the Mets killed the Phillies all year, just <laughs> killed them. And they're playing, and the Phillies are playing. And the Mets aren't, and for them to dance into the next round would uh, would would really just drive everybody nuts. And it's just, it's how baseball is now. Baseball. I mean, these games are fun. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's fun having these extra games. But the Mets win 101 games, and you look up, and the third place team in your division is uh is is playing and you're not it's tough this
3: this, this new format is particularly I mean it was always yeah. yes back in the day before there was a wild card it was even more cruel right what do you you didn't make the playoffs at all if you won 101 games and lost by a game in your division but this new version of of the playoffs is particularly cruel to teams that just barely miss winning their division cuz you drop to the 4 and so you end up being the Mets and it's just it's oh baseball in today's uh day and age. Okay. Uh what about or you win
5: your division like the Cardinals and, and you know this new format drags you into this wild card round and yeah. you know, you're up to nothing Friday afternoon, early Friday evening. You know, you walk <laughs> a few guys, hit a guy, thirty hours later you're uh you're getting ready for a spring training in February. That's it's right. Up two runs of that the ninth,
3: kick. thirty hours later you're done. Man. Okay, what about the service move yesterday? Going to Robbie Ray. Um, and Jordan Alvarez, and I've talked about this, I've been at Giants games right through the years. I remember when, uh, was it Don Mattingly when he was the manager of the, of the Dodgers? I remember he used to, he never understood that Brandon Crawford was, had great reverse splits, right? And he would always go to a lefty and I'm like, what are you doing? Do you, do you ever look at fan graphs? Like, so this was, this was the thing with Alvarez yesterday. Where does that rank on the brutal scale for you? All-timer.
5: I didn't hate it as much as everyone else. Just cause I actually had the Mariners, so that was a, that was an unpleasant finish to that game for me as that ball was still traveling somewhere. <laughs> but the other option is Paul Seawald. I didn't really have a whole lot in Seawald getting him out. I, I just think people second-guess where you know, I saw people on Twitter say, oh, you should have walked him to load the bases for Bregman. I can't walk him. I mean, I would have preferred Robbie Ray to throw that razor blade slider he's got down in the way. Maybe he was worried Alvarez with the short porch in left field would just kind of, you know, flick it off the wall to tie the game. I didn't like, you know, the fastball heart of the plate, a little tint of down and in just perfect. I mean, you couldn't put a ball in a better spot for Alvarez to hit. So I didn't like the pitch there. But I, I didn't have a whole lot of faith in Seawald. I just think people are second-guessing a little too much. I think I so. didn't have a huge problem with it.
3: Yeah, I, it's a little over the top, I would agree. It's bad, but it's not like the worst of all time. All right, real quick, uh, 20 seconds, got to get you out of here. Uh, would you at all consider down one nothing, a bet on the Mariners in the series at, at a huge price or on the Guardians?
5: I'd prefer the Mariners with Castillo going. Before you know it, you know what these these guys. We project our feelings, our emotions onto these guys too much. I think they can shake it off. Win with Castillo. You're one one going home. I think the Mariners are in good shape. I don't like Cleveland at all. I think that price is a little short on the Yankees tomorrow. I think it's minus 134. I like the Yankees tomorrow.
3: Yeah, Mariners right now. I'm just sort of checking. You got you got to shop around for these plus 380 on Seattle is what I'm seeing. Juicy. It's, yeah, it's a juicy price on in some spots. William Hill has plus 380. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it, man.
5: All right, Kelly. See ya.
3: Will Hill, everybody, and not the Will Hill on the old Twitter machine. He's always got bets going at multiple sports. You want to talk some teasers, Kelly? Let's do it. Teaser Fire it up. Teaser time. Teaser time.
0: Teaser. got a few minutes.
3: All right. Teasers have not been good this year, Kelly. Can, I, can we just start with that headline? Have they They've worked? been okay for me. Really? Yeah. You're the guy.
0: <laughs> They've been okay for me. I mean, look, have I, have I, let me, let me rephrase it a bit. Have I played less than I normally ha- would have five weeks into a season? Yes, absolutely. Um, success rate, though, hasn't been bad for me.
3: I'm, like, teetering on coin flips on these. There, there's uh, On the Megapod, there's, uh, there's at least one person, I think, that has not hit one all year. I won't wow. name many names. It's been tough. All right, here are your candidates this year, this week. Buccaneers down from the 8.5 to the 2.5, though they are a road team going through the 7 of the 3, so not officially a Stanford Wong teaser leg. Saints through the 3 and the 7, catching uh, 7.5 against the Bengals, talking about two-team six-point uh, legs here. Jags up to 8 against the Colts at, at uh, Indianapolis. Packers down to a half versus the Jets. Seahawks would go up to 8.5 versus the Cardinals. Would you try the Cardinals in Survivor, too? Uh, and then the Cowboys would catch 10 and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles, who, by the way, their schedule, Philadelphia, after this game, my God, what a, what an easy stretch of schedule they have coming up. It's incredible. What legs do you like the best here?
0: Uh, I made one bet already. I did, uh, I did tease the Bucks and the Jags. Is actually what I went with. <laughs> going back to the Jags, going back well. to the Jags, yeah. yeah going like, back to the Jags on this I
3: episode mean, of He Didn't Learn His Lesson.
0: I mean, look, this is for one of those like as bad as the Jags looked last week. Like, do we did we forget about the Colts game? Like, the Colts are still look really really bad. I'm
3: telling you, the Colts are winning that division. As bad as they are, I they're going to they win that, that should division. I they've got
0: a lot of futures tickets on them that look real dead right now. I would go
3: Bucks as one of my legs for sure as well. Outside of that. It's I not easy. hate I hate them all because okay. all of them have like volatile outcomes that I can see that would sink them.
0: I I I hate most of the rest of the ones on there.
3: Bengals could crush the Saints. Colts could somehow win that by double digits. The Packers, my God, against the Jets, that's shaky. Cardinals are capable of anything on any given week, and the Eagles are capable of anything on any given week. So I would, uh, if I'm if I'm forced to. Bucks Packers, but as I as it comes out of my mouth, I can already see the Jets winning it. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. It's tough. It's a tough teaser week for sure. But the Buccaneers will be the anchor leg for everybody. That's for sure. Aaron Shots from Football Outsiders on the other side. Numbers Game, Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
2: From football playoffs to basketball madness,
5: A numbers game on v the
2: sports betting network.
3: Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Here's how it works. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. It's that easy. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. It has become a numbers game staple through the years that uh, roughly every quarter, when it was 16 games, it was precisely every quarter of the NFL season, we would check in with our dear friend Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders. Now that it's 17 and, you know, Yom Kippur was last week, we had to fudge it a little, but here after week five, we do do our, our normal thing even after five weeks with Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders, the pioneering site of football analytics, and of course, he is the czar of said site. How you doing, man?
4: Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm enjoying the season so far, and uh, it's a sunny day, so I have no complaints.
3: All right, well, let's just start at the top. Before the season started, I remember, you know, one of the headlines was, you do your simulations, and Buffalo did come out on top in terms of um, how many, you know, what percentage of times did a team win the Super Bowl? Buffalo was the top, but Buffalo was the smallest leader, if you will, the shortest leader in the history of you doing preseason simulations. I would imagine nothing has changed that point of
4: view. Yeah. I mean, we have them a little better since they played so well. I mean, they were not only the number one team in our projections, but they're the number one team.
3: Oh, we little, we get a little, there we go, we're back. Okay. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. We lost you for a second. Not back. Oh, not back. Okay. Well, 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 let's can we show up the top total DVO team? <laughs> the, so anyway, DVOA the total bars yeah. uh, that
0: just came up. Yeah, yeah we got okay. top t- uh, total DVA. Yeah, DVOA DVOA, or.
3: DVOA is is the proprietary stat of, uh, of football outsiders. Again, it's a uh, a measurement of how every team does on every single play um, of the season, vis a vis what the average performance would be on a play. Very granular, uh, and the Bills come out on top. Uh, no surprise that it's the Bills and the Eagles. Bit of a distance, bit of a gap between the Bills and the Eagles at the top. There, Ravens come in third, Bucks fourth, Niners fifth. If you're looking for a team that might not be like the others, the Jags are seventh and the Seahawks are tenth. We bring back Aaron Shots. You can follow him on Twitter at fo underscore a shots. That's s c h a t z on Twitter. Got you back. Sorry about that, Aaron.
4: Yeah, sorry, A little technical problem there. But yeah, the Bills have been the best team through five weeks, so that's as expected. But we went into the season saying these teams are closer together than people realize. This looks like a season with more parity. And it has been. I mean, look at all the teams that are either two and three or three and two. And actually, right now, the standard deviation of the 32 teams in DVOA is the lowest it's ever been through five weeks.
3: So teams are
4: (laughs) packed closer together than they've ever been through five weeks.
3: And everything you're saying makes perfect sense based on what we've watched in the first five weeks of the season, for sure. Now, I did mention the Jags are seventh in DVOA, overall DVOA. The Seahawks are 10th. Explain yourself, sir. On those two teams. The
4: Jaguars have had a couple of huge victories, just absolutely huge victories. And so, even though I think they're two and three now, right, their losses have been close and their victories have been big. So, we don't think they're the seventh best team because this early in the season, you have to incorporate prior knowledge, not just what's happened in these five games. But based on the five games, that's where they come out. And Seattle. Also, their losses have been small. Their wins, you know, some of their wins have been impressive. They have the number one offense in the league, which is crazy. How Geno Smith is playing is absolutely crazy. They also have the number 31 defense.
3: Number 31 defense, yes. So there's that. Who is your number 32? Who is your dead last overall team in DVOA?
4: The Indianapolis Colts are in last place despite despite having two wins. And that's why I, I'm... A, our numbers think it's kind of crazy that the Colts are favored against the Jaguars this week. Like, as far as picks this week goes, like, our strongest pick is the Jaguars uh, in Indianapolis. It's Jaguars plus two, I believe.
3: Plus two and a half, seeing in most places. Yeah, that's... So, there's that. Um, interesting. So, the Colts, number 32, a favorite over the number seven overall DVOA team. What is... Is there anything we always talk about this when we get together? Is there anything, and it's through five through five weeks, it's a little harder to answer this, but anything potentially looking historic on either side of the football, either to the good or to the bad?
4: No. What's historic is the parody. Yeah. Because you don't have, like, there's no team that's like, oh, this is one of the best such-and-such such of all times. No offenses, no defenses, no special teams. Seattle, for example, they are the second-worst offense to be number one through five weeks in 42 years of DVOA, right? Normally, the best offense through five weeks is better than this. And the same goes on defense, right? Like the the San Francisco defense is not one of the better defenses we've ever seen through five weeks, even though they're number one. Uh, The worst defense is Detroit, but there have been a lot of defenses that have been worse than that through five weeks historically, but they're the worst defense of this year. So the story this year is not that any team is the best or worst ever. It's that no team is the best or worst ever. Yeah,
3: and that in and of itself is a headline, right? That that's the most interesting thing about this year so far. What is the thing again? Five weeks. This will be more interesting as we do that, you know, at midseason and beyond. Um, but what has been the thing that you have been most off on or most correct on based on preseason projections?
4: The most off is the New York Giants, who we had as the worst team in the league, and they've aver- ac- actually been an average team so far. They're not as good as their four one record, but they're much better than we thought before the season, especially on offense. And I think coaching really does matter. Like you know, their talent is not great, especially at wide receiver, but Brian Dable has done an awesome job. The thing we've been most right about is Buffalo.
3: Yeah. So get back to that coaching point. Because I'm always curious about this, because, and, you know, again, when people say, oh, he's an analytics guy, therefore he doesn't watch football. I love how the human brain goes there. No, in fact, Aaron probably watches as much or not more than than anybody. (laughs) Um, but, But how often do you, you know, with the prism of your numbers, talk about coaches week to week where you're like, oh, God, I mean... Dable makes them so much better. I guess the opposite would be true. Like, what do you, how often do you say, oh my God, Brandon Staley, or oh my God, this guy? Like, how often do you do that on a week to week
4: well, basis? You know, of course, I'm an analytics guy. So there's the down thing, and there's judging coaches by how aggressive that they are. But, you know, we also look, there's no numbers that represent player motivation, but it's clear that some coaches are better than other coaches when it comes to A, player motivation, and B, drawing up schemes, and Daybol seems to be very good at both so far.
3: What so far has been the team, record-wise, that has underperformed based on underlying skill set, if you will, underlying performance, and what has been the team that has overperformed record-wise based on what they ought to truly be? A sort of of football outsider's Pythagorean theorem, if you will.
4: I mean, the team that's underperformed record-wise based on how they've played on the field is Jacksonville. Um, The team that's underperformed based on what we knew going into the season is probably Denver. Do you expect that to get better? I expect the Denver offense to get better. You know, Wilson, I watched Wilson against uh, Las Vegas. I watched the whole game back, and he was pretty good. And so when he came out against Indianapolis and was horrific, I was surprised by how bad he was. And he still really good he's number two in value on deep passes he's not lost his arm strength at all so i think he can improve his decision making it's been better in the past i think it can be better in the future i think denver is going to come around a little bit
3: all right and the teams that have overperformed thus far then
4: uh minnesota and the giants uh, are both kind of a little bit below average but they're both four and one
3: minnesota huh yeah
4: yeah where everything you know i mean minnesota's like that. You know, they never seem to quite, (laughs) you know, they never seem to quite do what you think. Like they overperform a little bit. And then just when you start to believe in them, they underperform a little bit. And this, I the Vikings are
3: Yeah. Aaron, I wish we had more time, but I mean, this is, I've said it many times here on the show over the last week or so. I've never had less of a feel on certain teams like chargers, Cardinals, like what do you get from them week after week? And that's what makes um, your numbers, something uh, nice to sort of, have a foundation in so we can get some sense through that prism of, of how good or bad, or maybe it's just as confusing. That's also, uh, you know, as informative also on some of these teams, but we look forward to talking again here in a, in a, in four weeks, maybe we'll get you on the megapod as
4: well. Absolutely. Just let me know and we'll schedule it. And yeah, lots of close games this year means lots of teams that are close together.
3: That's for sure. Aaron shots from football outsiders. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, once again, at F O underscore a shots, S-C-H-A-T-Z, Football Outsiders, at FB Outsiders on Twitter as well. Pro tip of the hour, by the way, be careful betting overs on NBA win totals with some of the lower-end teams. We could see almost any team that gets off to a bad start go into tank mode for a chance at the great Victor Wendanyama. we are call him great already. At least I am. That's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on Visa across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Our own Mike Pritchard on the NFL next.
4: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break
0: vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented.
2: Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully (laughs) human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
1: Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.